0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Sushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 2, Constructual Dimensions of Democratic Decentralization, Political, Constitutional and Administrative. And our topic is the Decentralization Debate international experience puts up a mixed picture with respect to decentralization despite great stride at devoluting power to local democratically elected bodies decentralization in colombia brazil and the philippines appears to have achieved little in reducing poverty or improving regional disparity Experiences in Bolivia and Bangladesh are equally pessimistic. As Crook and Srevenson's cross country comparison concludes. The notion that there is a predictable or general link between decentralization of government and the development of more pro-poor policies or poverty-elevating outcomes clearly lacks any convincing evidence. Even the most successful forms of democratic decentralization have been unable to overcome economic and political disparities both within and among regions this in part highlights the problems of raising public revenue in rural areas in which economic surplus is typically poor decentralization therefore should not be uncritically accepted as a pinachia. Instead, it should be critically analyzed, taking cognizance of both the arguments and the counter-arguments. As brought out in studies conducted by the World Bank, political op- opportunism often takes pro- proceedings over administrative concerns in decentralization. In fact, political benefit from the rationale as also the criteria for the evolution of the beach centralization. If wider community interests are served and people are mobilized enough as expected for short term political benefits, decentralization should be persisted with otherwise discontinued. Also, significantly, most countries embark upon decentralization for efficient management instead of addressing the weaknesses directly in the existing administrative setup. Hence, decentralization is an indirect reform effort in most countries. Moreover, along the good governance agenda in general, Decentralization has been prompted as a technocratic means of reducing or smartening the central state rather than the apolitical project aimed at transferring state legitimacy and forging a new contract between citizens and the local state. Local government in most Asian countries, for example, still function as bureaucratic instruments of the center rather than as generators of alternate values, preferences, and aspirations. Central government officials see local leaders merely as communicators and solicitors of support for national policies rather than as instruments for articulating local needs or mobilizers of local resources for planning. It has been realized through case studies of area-specific programs such as SFDA at local level post-CDP that local planning and control over resources is an imperative condition for success of development plan. Though the program succeeded reasonably in increasing the income of poor farmers through the set creation, such as irrigation tube wells in the 1970s, the study of always shows that it was less successful in constructing physical infrastructure, providing technical assistance, or strengthening local institutions. The reason was that in most fiscal years, SFDA was able to allocate less than half the funds provided to it because of lack of trained staffs. SFDA also suffered due to the rapid staff turnover and unwillingness on the part of the local officials to innovate or to deal with local problems. They had difficulty in translating central government guidelines into action effectively. Also the decentralization is a complementary arrangement whereby success in one sector is dependent on the corresponding reform in other sectors. As experience in Kerala has shown, without adequate training and support, the devolution of large sums of money can also be overburdened local bodies whose members lack the resources and expertise to spend large and complex budgets. Also as pointed out by the Harris in Johnson's social capital and the civil society are likely to be ineffective without active external support from bureaucratic state. The absence of support to local activism is likely to dissipate into mere rhetoric. External support is needed in form of political will, resources, as even participation involves cost of transportation and other requirements of mobilization which cannot be persisted within the absence of resource availability. Minakshi Sundaram in Johnson's argues that the effective centralization, decentralization is dependent on the existence of three necessary conditions. First, strong political commitment from higher-level authorities within government. Second, relative autonomy of the local body in decision-making and implementation of local schemes. And third, the availability of internally generated resources at the local level. Hence, without active catalytic interventions, which stems directly from political will, decentralization is likely to be ineffective. In fact, this has been the lament of local self-government bodies in India and the principal cause of lack of success of decentralization initiatives. Elsewhere in the world. Without effective devolution of power and functions and the overbearing resource constraints, local bodies are unable to translate plans into actions. Now, let us conclude the unit. Decentralization is being looked upon as an imperative of democracy, as proposed to modern thought. It has been political merit apart from administrative, which translates into tangible economic gains as policies are more relevant, policy-making process more democratic, which results in better interest articulation. Better service delivery which makes for efficiency of the policy implementation process. Though reports following experiments with democracy in different parts of the world have been mixed, the option is being persisted with in respect of its viability as a long term political arrangement following failure of central planning in bringing expected benefits, it was found seriously lacking in real input for policy making and resultant failure of policies. Hence, an alternative arrangement by way of democratic decentralization is being explored to bring about the desired structural reform and thereby development at the grassroots level. Two well known causes of failure ascribed to the working of the self governing institutions have been lack of control over financial resources and the absence of strong and qualified executive machinery at the local level. Decentralization is expected to cure the system defect by shifting focus towards local institutions. Effective devolution of powers and functions is expected to generate desirable spin of effects by way of training local administration and volunteer groups in different facets of administration leading to their education and empowerment over time defects of overlapping duplication and diffused responsibility in the policy implementation process are also attributed to lack of efficient administrative arrangement at the local level. Such defects can also be addressed by energizing local administration. The potent scenario economic benefit of proposed measure are being considered as a viable means to make up for policy failure of the past. In the end, it would be e- pertinent to add that the decentralization is a, not a penachea nor should centralization and decentralization be viewed as the dichotomous arrangements. Each country has to evolve its own suitable mix of centralization and decentralization to meet its individual requirements now let us wind up the session and take rest and we have come to the end of the unit thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning forecast.